Let's see. It's Monday, August 7th. Late in the afternoon. You already know your boy fucking sleeps in on his days off. And, dude, I've been hitting this Pax Arrow. I've been clean off weed. I've been just doing edibles, trying to save my lungs, because I remember that my fucking grandpa died on a ventilator. And I microdose mushrooms and I was thinking about that and I was like damn I could die on a ventilator just like my grandpa because I got these shitty ass lungs and I already know that I'd be like coughing and shit I'd be weak it's like I I smoked for like four years before I family learned about it and then they were like don't you remember your respiratory problems when I you were a baby no <laughs> I was a fucking baby you gotta keep like like, they gotta keep a fucking clipboard of everything medical about you in your room just for your benefit. Just some logs on the maintenance on this fucking stupid machine body we're driving around all day. Like, hey, your left shoulder's fucked. Don't try and reach over your head and do anything fucking stupid. Your lungs, mid. Alcoholism, predisposed. Everything else, I don't know, like... I try asking my family members about psychedelics. They're all like, nah, not for me. I just like my, I like my uh, conversations with God the old-fashioned way. One-sided, at church, with a weird pedophile priest there, you know? I'm just kidding. None of us go to church unless we're going to the AA meetings in the basement. I'm kind of glad I never got into AA. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm susceptible to being brainwashed. I feel like it's very possible. That's why I isolate myself so much. I got open mics. I don't need no fucking AA. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, I remember I was, I asked a bartender at my job. Yeah, I knew he smoked weed. So I was like, yeah, you ever try mushrooms? He's Jamaican. He was like, no, man. I don't want to meet my maker until the end. And I was like, wow, I never really thought about it like that. Because most of these like compounds were originally, people treated them like religious experiences. Basically, it's like, dang. I had a rough week. I'm about to pull up some religious experiences. I'm a <laughs> I got a I got a like yo, I had a shitty week, God. I got to hit you up about this. We got to run that back real quick. We got to figure out why you're sending me these battles. I'm going to call in real quick. This isn't a prayer that goes through a voicemail sent to an assistant so that maybe your guardian angel comes and does something about it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we go through periods of regression and growth. I mean, it feels like every time you like do something else to take care of yourself, another part of you kind of shrivels up and dies. Financially, I'm doing great. And then my car fucking breaks. So now I feel like, actually, it'd probably be better if I didn't get this fucking company truck I'm driving around anxiously thinking I'm going to fucking... Oh, dude, imagine getting into an accident by yourself in a car that's not yours. And having to call and tell them. <laughs> just, I could just see that being an insurance nightmare. And that's the anxiety I ride around with every day. And also, like, don't take it on the highway. It hasn't been on the highway in a while. That shit could crash at any time. And then I got the taillight out waiting to get pulled over and explain, no, 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 I didn't steal this truck. <laughs> I did not steal this truck in the slightest. This truck is entrusted to me. Please believe me. I know the taillight's out. Uh, why am I going to fix the taillight on a truck that isn't mine? <laughs>
basically, if you live in the Northeast, spray the bottom of your cars. I, I didn't realize spray paint had any purpose other than to fucking mark gang territory and for fucking hipsters to make cool things to look at while you're riding on the train. No. Fucking spray paint is meant to mark cattle for slaughter and keep the bottom part of your car from rusting out and fucking dying. Because it's serious, man. Like, that's literally what's... I'm looking for a shitty car I can buy for a decent sum of money that I... I'm just terrified of long-term commitment. I just do not want a car payment because everyone I know that talks about a car payment is like, it's the worst thing in the world. It's fucking agony. Oh my gosh, I hate my brand new fancy nice car that's under warranty that anything that goes wrong with it will be repaired. And then... When you're like 17, you know exactly what fucking car you want. I have no clue what I want for a car. I saw a fucking electric Hummer yesterday. That was fucking interesting. Because if that had been how they came out initially, like if like they still had the technology back then for Hummers, because they sold those at 13 miles per gallon. They sold a couple of them. They went bankrupt after a while, but they did sell Hummers because they were big, ignorant an American. If they and now 2023, we finally fixed all the problems. It's electric. It's good for the environment. And now you can drive it through a national park, and hippies have to worship you. I wonder if there's CO2 emissions from smokers. Like every time you like debox your car after a long smoking session, if you're actually eating away at the atmosphere. What if it's all bullshit? A lot of people. <laughs> It's. I read an article, and it was talking about someone that wanted to start a septic tank business. And they said, yes, I want to do septic tanks for trailer parks. And I was like, yes, what a beautiful, simple dream. What an easy business to get started. He says, all I need is a shovel, a septic tank, and a truck. And then it talked about how in America you need three weeks of environmental classes an inspector to come turn a one-job day into three days and to renew your shit every single year. Oh, yeah, don't forget, what is it, unemployment, 75K a year? It's just really crazy. Like, it's almost like they want you to neglect these things so that you're just walking on eggshells the whole time. It feels like everything we do is meant to, like, keep us in this sense of perpetual anxiety, like, oh, wow, if you lost your job, you're going to have to live on credit cards. Oh, wow, you're living on credit cards. and You, have, you might as well get up to that 10K. Of, that's what I don't get. Okay, every time I open my phone because I have credit cards now, they say, do you have 10K in credit card debt? Here's some loan relief, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? So you tell me if I swipe it up to that fucking amount, <laughs> you guys are going to pay it off for me? That sounds like fucking bullshit. It's so fucking stupid. Like, what is this relief that, like, I don't get it. And I know a lot of people that struggle with credit card debt. One sec, let me hit this dumb vape. The PAX New Era, I'm hitting that strawberry cough right now. Not too shabby, not too shabby. It's all right. It's cute. I remember the first packs where it was like you ground down herb, put it in there, and ripped it. And we were all like, wow, it's like a bowl you don't have to ignite. <clears throat> I think these things came way too far, way too fast. 
Imagine if all the great minds in the world didn't get caught up on fucking refining THC, figuring out the difference between indica and sativa. No one's life has gotten better because of improvements to marijuana. Like, you were, if you smoke weed, you're smoking fucking weed. You were just doing it to get a little anxious, a little scared, or a little peaceful. Because those are the three things that can happen. No one got better. Like, except for that one kid they did a news story about that cured her seizures with CBD. That one story happened, and now everyone's cool with it again. Actually, the government likes weed. The government really likes weed now. You know why? Because weed makes you content with your shitty job. Because it's so funny. Because I feel like I'm at this weird interpass in life between getting my CDL, being a truck driver, making enough money to help out me and mines, start up a little, little company, 20 years on the job, I'll be 47, and I'll have money, but probably dying of AIDS from blood lizards and all that other good shit. And it's that, it's the stand-up dream you guys already know about, but how often am I really out there? When was the last time you heard me plug a show? <laughs> I mean... Only thing weed ever did for me was make me really scared and anxious about everything I ever tweeted. It makes me think, wow, you should delete that podcast. You might have said something incriminating back there. But the best advice I ever got, I listened to a podcast, I forget her name. It's a decent comedian. I should plug that. Why not? Last fucking podcast I listened to from another comedian that's insane. Podcasts and shows. Yeah, I'm not going to find it. It's okay. But it was basically they harass comedians to give the best advice that they've ever gotten. And mine was Will Wells, I believe was his name. And he was the bartender at Askew. And I was dumb nervous. You can already tell I'm tweaking. I'm scared. I'm overstimulated, autistic. And he's like, Bro, no one's going to fucking listen to you anyway. Just get up there and say stuff. And you know what? He's right. All the side conversations. It seems like hot rooms just kind of make themselves laugh. You can go up there and do whatever you want. Like, it's not about being good or bad. Like, turning a bad room into a good room, I guess, is the skill we're trying to develop. But it's really just about building this cold shell around your heart. So when you go up there and you tell a story and no one's cares or listening, like you don't care and you just keep going and smiling. Uh, one second, I got a phone call coming in. Hey, mom. Um, my flight got canceled. Yeah, you gotta stay another night in uh, DC. You're kind of cutting in and out. You all right? Hello. Hello? No, no, I can't right now. One sec. So my mom's currently on vacation with her two grandkids in Washington, D.C. It's a pretty, it's a nice little vacation. You just got to bring the kids to the nation's capital. I actually did it when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18. And they had a, uh, the monuments are cool. I still don't get the whole Washington thing. There's probably some weird like Illuminati thing under wraps. Lincoln Memorial, I mean, I'm just obsessed with Abraham Lincoln. I thought he was a cool guy. And, like, just making a giant statue of somebody, that's pretty fucking sick. 
cool speech on the back of it, too. It might be the Martin Luther King speech there. Oh, no, they got a Martin Luther King memorial there, too. That's pretty cool. It's, like, it's interesting that we... It's very, like... feels like Greece, kind of. We just got a city full of statues that are... You know what I mean? <laughs> it's... Because that's what we go to Europe for. We go to see the Michelangelo statue. No one, and no one knows who made... Like, I'm sure you could look up who made all the monuments in D.C. and got that bag, but... It's more about who it's made of as opposed to who made it. And in Europe, it's all about who made it, not really what it's of. It's all religious things and stuff commissioned by fucking kings and lords. I just, <laughs> well, where's that? You know what I mean? Like, where's the present? Well, actually, I guess it never really changed because, like, the pinnacle of having, like, a good business, like, a wholesome thing, like, you have, like, a community garden or, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, like, food shelter is, like, a presidential grant, like, getting money directly from the government saying, wow, you're doing a good thing. But that doesn't really connect to commissions from kings and shit like that. But it still feels like the same rough idea. On Friday, I tried to do my entire 12-hour shift without speaking a word, without saying anything, which was... Interesting, to say the least. And then it's sort of like, it feels like you go into a meditative state. And of course, your mind goes through like a million things. Like you're like, oh, did I like, can I still talk? Have I lost the ability to talk? Did I forget how? Probably coinciding directly with my abuse of weed cartridges. But it's, it's cool, man, because you realize like, who, what, like, we really talk for, like, it's, constantly reassuring or apologizing to people the moment you see someone new that you don't know you're supposed to make a sound and acknowledge them that's exactly what they want and if you don't do it they get a little butt hurt you know what i'm saying everyone was cool once i like explained it to them but like after like just having to explain it so many times like i had like my notes app and typing things out and holding it up to their face it's crazy and i like to talk i don't know about you but i enjoy talking it's fucking great. That's why I have hours of it on this fucking bullshit podcast. But it turned into a bet around like 11 a.m. They were like, you're really not going to do this not talking thing. I'll bet on it. $20, $20, $20. So it turns into a $60 bet. And first of all, Victor, you're a pussy for not paying me off stipulations. You know what I'm saying? And I was going to do it anyways, but, like, just not talking for no reason really, like, throws people off. Like, having the excuse of a bet makes it much better. But I lost the bet. It was literally just fucking... I stubbed my toe, and no one was around, and I said, ouch. So, is ouch a word? Is it an onomatopoeia? Is it just a, like, guttural noise? Because I was, like, humming and laughing and shit. Like, I go, mm, 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 hmm I was doing that bullshit, but it's ouch. Like, is that the same thing? Is that a word? Yeah, it's ouch. Actually, I got to move my lips and tongue to make it so ouch is a thing. But nobody was around. So I was like, I could just not tell people and say I did the whole day. And then, you know me, I already, I turned into a moral dilemma at that point. <laughs> that was like, well, if I get the money and I do something good with the money, then it's okay. <laughs> but no, 
I'm just going to accept it. And it was like, a, wow, my other parents calling me. Hold up. Hey, Dad. Hey. What's up? You all set? At 3.15? Wow, they're really... That's like a job. Well, I got something going on, so... Um, oh, I'm sorry, but, um... Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I was recording a podcast, but I can, I'm by myself, so I'll just pause this right now. You want to hang out? You know, looking at cars, I was... I, like, trying to figure out what you want. I think the Dodge Challenger, pretty cool. Still feels kind of like a douchebag car. And the funny thing is about those cars is that every one that you see is a good deal and low mileage is because it's bright orange or purple or green, like weird colors. You know what I'm saying? That like <laughs> They thought, oh yeah, Fast and Furious, they drive crazy colored cars in that. So we'll be able to resell these, you know what I'm saying? And no, they didn't. Been sitting there since like 2017, 2013. No one drove it because they don't want to be seen in a weird orange car. Other than that, I'm thinking about the Volvo S60. Carter drove one of those for a while, and I got to drive it a few times because they would get too drunk, and inevitably I would have to drive. And it's a nice car. It's nice. It's fast. I remember brought into the gas station one time, and the guy was like, ooh, look at that, which is really fucking weird because you don't think about that for Volvos, bro. It's like what makes a car, like, trigger something? so strange all I know is the color I want is white I think white's cool I don't want to get into my car and feel like I'm climbing into a fucking oven and getting cooked alive after it's been sitting in the sun all day yeah I'm gonna get a nice white car and I'm gonna clean the fuck out of it so it looks clean as shit (laughs) no blunts in it that's the key that's the that's really like it's amazing to me that smokers ruin everything around them like when you cleaned out your grandma's house and everything that you took home smelled so potently of cigarettes that now your house smells like cigarettes. Cars, like as soon as like they're like it was owned by a smoker, unless you got a detailer that knows some crazy trick to get it out of there, you're fucked. <laughs> you're knocking mad off that price. But and part of me is gonna be like, dang, I could just not get a car, take this couple of thousand dollars go crash on a couch in New York and really just try and do this comedy shit. The catering's going to wrap up towards the end of the fall and, like, spending the winter in New York. But it's also, like, it feels like trying to do comedy is the most selfish thing in my life. It feels like it's the only thing I'm only trying to do for me. Like, people believe and support and love me and think it's cool and stuff like that. But I'm neglecting everything else in my life to do this. Like, I'm paying gas, and it just it does make me happy, but it feels selfish. So that's the only struggle I have with it, man. And, like, I'm wondering if, like, I felt aligned with my purpose. Would it really be this? And, yeah, that's what it is because life's like this, and nothing's perfect. But I realized when I saw a fucking dumb TikTok video of a comedian saying, yeah, you can make it. Anyone can fucking make it, but you got to understand what it takes. You're going to miss funerals. You're going to miss birthdays. Some people miss the birth of their child. All this bullshit to go do shitty gigs to get that little bit of money to keep you fucking rolling. And I thought, wow, what a crazy thing. Until I realized I'm working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm talking to other people that do that. 
And you're missing experiences, man. Now I'm making these same compromises it would take to, like, make me happy and do what I want to do just to fucking be a caterer and not the richest one in the world either. Uh, but shit, thanks for letting me use your truck, Dave. I'm going to go wrap this one up because I'm going to go hang out with my parent. I love you all dearly. I really mean that. I wouldn't keep doing this if I didn't. I am not gaslighting you. I'm Tyler Leland Levesque. It's August 7th, and it's me talking.